0: Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive, serialized fiction, where there's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. In today's episode, we'll read the Wren Island series, Part 3, Scene 32. In the last episode, Macy was holding down the fort, capably holding down the fort, and worrying about Allison. Now we'll get a peek at how caretaker Macy, with all those responsibilities, finds rest. We'll read for about two minutes. This is a short scene. After we read, I'll share some of the responses I received from readers when I asked how they would spend a day on Wren Island. Here we go. Wren Island series by Laura Joy Lloyd, part three, scene 32. Later, the house quieted under a wash of stars. Macy let Lokita outside while Louise, unwilling to go out after dark, watched from the door. Wasn't Allison smart for building a safe fenced area off the service entry? Allison knew keeping the ones you loved close was important. A caretaker, that's what Macy was now. No longer a raging alcoholic, but a recovering alcoholic. No longer a wife, but a woman. A woman being a caretaker for everyone she loved. Her niece, her sisters, and everyone they loved. When Lokita finished her business and came back inside, Louise greeted her with a wagging tail. Macy closed the door and scooped up the little dog. Lokita's ears were so cold, just from being outside for a few minutes... Macy checked the electronic weather station. Wind building from the northwest tonight. There'd be frost on the ground in the morning. Cuddling Lokita, Macy walked through the house and made everything snug. She warmed a blanket and tucked Lokita into bed, just like Allison would have. She whispered goodnight to Louise when the dog crept into Amelia's dark bedroom. She said a prayer for Allison, their very own Allison, wherever she was. Then she slipped under the bed covers. She aligned her spine into the position least likely to wake her with a backache, closed her eyes, and placed one hand over her heart. Then she visualized a path to a good night's sleep. Tonight, the path followed two spotted fawns through a meadow flitting with butterflies. Sleep would be found under a waterfall of purple mist just beyond the meadow, and tomorrow, with all its responsibilities, was somewhere beyond that. We just read from the Wren Island series, part 3, scene 32. The way Macy intentionally sends herself off to a peaceful sleep surprised me at first. But once I thought about it more, I realized it made complete sense. Someone as intense and responsible as Macy would need to find an effective way to rest, a way to leave her worries behind for a time, knowing she'd pick up those responsibilities again the next morning. While I was writing this part of the story, I asked readers to imagine spending a day, a real-life day, on Wren Island. What would they bring with them? Who would they bring along? What treasure would they want to bring home with them? In their own words, here's a sampling of the responses. From one reader, I'd bring my latest crochet project, a real paperback, and zero expectations. I pack light, so I'd bring the minimum. Jeans, tees, sneakers, slouchy sweater, and Chanel number 5. Memories would be my souvenirs. From another reader, I'd pack a whistle to attract the birds or fish. Question marks. Lots of them. I don't know if a whistle even works for this. Also, I would pack a small garden tool for digging in the sand. I would dig for bird-shaped sea glass or bird-shaped driftwood. That's what I'd bring home. One reader said, A lazy afternoon walking the beach with a friend, breathing in salt air, walking slowly across the sand, and looking down to discover... I wouldn't scoop up handfuls of glass worn smooth by the ocean. I'd look for a few special pieces. Someday I want to make a collage of sea glass. I have been saving these gems for decades. Another reader said, I'd like to go sailing with you. And to that reader, I say, I'd like to go sailing with you too. She went on to say, I would pack my camera and a picnic lunch. I'd like to bring back some smoked salmon. One reader said, I would bring my daughter with me. The first thing I would do is scour the beach for an agate. I would be sad if I had to leave without finding one. I think an agate is a gate to the world of wonder. I'd pack both warm and cool clothes, a light windbreaker, a journal and pen, walking shoes and beach shoes, a hat, toothbrush and paste, sunscreen, soap and binoculars. You did ask. After the beach, I'd stop by the store for a coffee and food and head for a scenic place for lunch. I'd break out my binoculars looking for shorebirds and whales. Then I'd head for the forest and hike around the island. I'd definitely want to book a room somewhere. Maybe the next day we could take a boat out to go whale watching. And one more. My husband and I would hang out with the folks in the commune. I'd bring my phone so I could capture pics like Aunt Amelia. The greatest treasure I could bring back with me would be an invitation from the locals to return. Now, I'm wondering how you would like to spend a day on Wren Island. Who would you bring with you? What treasure would you like to bring home with you? Click on the link in the show notes to send me a message. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. To keep reading, subscribe to the podcast, or click on my website in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails. Right away, you'll receive the most recent ebook version of the Rent Island series, and you'll be the first to hear about new developments in the story and opportunities to influence what happens next. This is interactive, serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.